0: You are listening to Supernatural Confessions, where it is a safe place for you to confess all your experiences, be it supernatural, myths, urban legends, superstitions or even the unknowns. And as a team, we'll compile and feature your confessions on our platform. Share with us your story through our Facebook page or website. You just need to search supernaturalconfessions.com. I'm Kim, your host for this podcast series, and now, let's get on to the confessions. Hello, fellow listeners of Supernatural Confessions. How has your week been so far? It's gonna be a couple more days before weekend. If you need to hear this, do hang in there. Meanwhile, here are some confessions to entertain you while waiting for that two days. To be gone.
1: This is a confession sent in by June Lin. Do you believe that people can have their own astral homes after they pass away? Homes that, in some cases, look and feel like what they used to live in. My grandma bought a house after many years of working hard building a small business selling accessories for women. It was occupied by my grandparents my mom, and her siblings for many years. The house saw many changes and celebrated many occasions over the decades that it was occupied. Weddings, birthdays, even the joy of grandchildren running around. It also hosted many sad events like the wakes of my grandfather, uncle, and eventually, grandma's. It has been almost three years since my relatives sold the house after grandma passed away. The new owner retained the structure, but The feel of it is no longer the same. The last time I went back to take a peek at that house was some years ago. The uncanny thing is that I have been at this house in my dreams from time to time over the past 20 plus years since my grandmother died. It just happens. The details that I see in every one of these dreams are very vivid. The feel of the place and the placement of the furniture stayed the same in every one of these dreams. The dark colored tiles at the living room and the light blue tiles in her kitchen have not changed colors over the last two to three decades that I have visited her home. Each time when I visit, I can see the glow of the altar light. The color of the sky and the brightness changes too, but usually it looks dusky like in the morning before the sun rises. There are tenants or people living in her rooms on the second floor, I've passed by the room many times, but something advised me not to enter, even though the doors were open and I could hear the sounds of the TV coming out from it. There were a few times when I saw my grandma and family members who had passed away gathered in the kitchen, chatting away like they used to. They seemed quite oblivious to my presence and simply carried on with what they were doing. In one of the dreams, I saw my uncle, who had recently passed away, in the living room of that house. His back was facing me, but I recognized him from the familiar poli that he used to wear. Though there was no verbal exchange, I asked him what he was doing, and he pointed to the three dogs that my grandma used to have. He was feeding them. Interestingly, it turned out that three dogs, which in Hokkien sound like sarkau, the numbers 3 and 9, when combined with her house number, won my dad some cash from that week's 4D price. Not that I ask for the numbers, as I don't buy lottery. I do believe that there is a world that exists in the astral realm. Do you?
0: You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcast. If you have your own confession do share it with us through our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. Remember, you are not alone. There you go. The first confession voiced by Ali and written by Jun Lin. So, after listening to that confession to you, to continue, the next one is from Mark. He says, This happened last Friday. Late afternoon and evening But when I picked up this story It was actually quite, I believe, a few months ago Nonetheless, I was working at an event in a Singapore indoor stadium The closest toilets were at the corner closest to OCBC Arena I entered and went straight to the wash basins to freshen up after removing my mask About three to four minutes later, upon standing and doing number one at the urinals, suddenly my hair at my neck started to stand, which is a normal occurrence for me around such secluded places. Behind me, at the very first toilet cubicle, suddenly the toilet started to flush. I had noticed it was closed but slightly ajar. So I thought, perhaps it was occupied by another guy who must have entered before me. But then, a moment later, it flushed again. But exactly at the same time, my neck hair stood up again. But this time, I was done. So I decided to check behind me if someone was indeed coming out from the cubicle by looking for shadows or signs of shoes which would be obvious as a cubicle is open beneath the walls But guess what? There was no one inside and then it flushed again I quickly went to the sink and washed my hands while keeping my eyes on the mirror at the same time On the second time, I purposely waited at the entrance of the toilet to see if there was any scheduled flushing or maybe the toilet had some electrical fault Nothing at all, and this is for two minutes straight. So again, I did what I needed, and my hair started to get excited just as the toilet started to flush. Same as before, I kept my eyes on the toilet mirror and dared not to turn around. This happened four more times throughout the night, as it was a whole day event. But luckily, no appearance by the guest star. At least in this story. The guest star is a hygienic one, right? Here at Supernatural Confessions, we would like to remind you whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there. Okay, once again, a gentle reminder for those who have yet to join us on our Facebook group, you just need to look for SC Private Group. It must be the Hunter, whereby you can send in your confession through a post there in that group. But if you want your identity to be anonymous or kept. Eden, you can always reach out to us on our website com, whereby you can send in your stories and we will feature it on our platform but without your name on it. So the next one, it's from Muhammad Farid posted in our Facebook group. i want to share a story that happens a couple of years back i live in a bto every day without fail before nightfall around 6 30 pm my family would close the door due to religious belief that the paranormal would roam around before maghrib time which is evening prayers around 7 pm at around 8 pm then i would open my main door so what happened was there is this one night around the timing of 8pm-ish. My eldest son, back then, only 5 years old, ran to me and said, Daddy, there's a cat monster outside. I was shocked because I knew kids around that age doesn't know how to tell a lie, so I immediately closed the door. What happened a few days after that was my youngest son, back then, age 2, started developing high fever. His fever would reach forty ish and it would only came when the sun set. Of course being a parent we would feel worried. So we warded him to KKH. So the doctor ran all sorts of tests and also his blood samples. No virus detected. Nothing. In medical terms he was healthy, but fever was still there. So one night, while my son is still in the hospital, I prayed God. Show me a sign if this is from the supernatural. At night, I dreamt of an old lady that was praying with an incense right in front of my doorstep. I woke up with sweat and I immediately made a ruqya water for my son. Early morning, I passed it to my wife who was at the hospital taking care of my son. After my son consumed it, fever subsided and he was fine immediately and discharged as soon as the following day. Lesson learned. From the day onwards Never open your door once nightfall comes We never know who or what is roaming outside Waiting to come in your house
2: If you wanted to share with us your confessions, feedbacks, comments Or you think there is a way that our contents can be improved Visit us at www.supernaturalconfessions.com and send all of it to us there.
0: So if you are listening this currently and you realize it is already dark outside and your main door is still left wide open, better run to it before something else run in. It has been quite some time since I shared a story whereby for those regulars, you know I would say this Not everything that comes out during the night It's out to get you There are good ones too So this one, a story by Happy Hub It's exactly about that Thanks for accepting me into the group I'd like to share a story One late night, many many moons ago I hear the cape from my workplace to go home a driver happened to be a lady, presumably in her 40s. I asked her why wasn't she afraid to drive at night. She chuckled and she said, being a Christian, she could handle spirits, but it's the people that she's more careful of. So I asked her if she had any encounter with the paranormal activities. So here's her story. One night, I was driving around Masling at around 11pm. I bumped into this pregnant woman with a long hair and dress. Stop my cab. So I stopped and fetched her. The passenger wanted to go to Kranji. After a few minutes into the trip, I noticed the passenger was extremely quiet and was looking downwards all the time. So I struck up a conversation. So late already. How come your husband didn't come and fetch you? And she replied. He wanted to... But his horse... Is sick today Right then, I knew the passenger was a spirit from another era We didn't converse anymore after that When we reached Kranji, the passenger told me to stop her right next to some forested area She then gave me $10 and walked off quietly towards the bushes in a pitch black night The knot felt sandy in my hand but that was it by now, you all will be thinking that the money tend to dry leaves or hail notes, right? But, you know what? It turned out to be a genuine one. And guess what? The driver added. I bought 4D with the numbers on the $10 knot and I won $70,000. You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcasts. If you have your own confession, do share it with us through our website, SupernaturalConfessions.com. Remember, you are not alone. Okay, for those listeners listening to this, please do not get excited and start wondering in the night looking for a lady that will give you $10, which possibly would get you some money through lotteries. Because you might not be as lucky as this female driver, who knows, you would bump into something else. The next confession comes from Annie Osman. Sharing my brief encounters, and this happened at Marine Parade Home. This was 14 years ago. My family just moved back from Bahrain and our house was still currently rented by some other people. While waiting for the tenants to move out, we put up at a friend's flat in Marine Parade. That house has not been occupied for quite some time since their grown-up kids had moved out. It was facing the highway and nearby one of the underpass to East Coast Park. The house has some simple furnishing with some cooking utensils hanging on the kitchen wall. One late afternoon, while me and my kids were watching TV in the hall, suddenly the scissors dropped from the hook. There was no wind at all at the time and the hook was pretty long to keep the scissors in place now i'm the one who always makes sure that dangerous items are put away from my kids so i would definitely ensure it's hung properly after use and i definitely didn't use it prior to the dropping so how did it come off the hook i went to the kitchen pick it up and hang it back in place on a separate evening my then three-year-old daughter suddenly came to me and said There is an Atok in the kitchen An Atok means grandfather Not necessarily the one related It could also refer to an old man I asked her where She said At the table I just brushed it off saying There is no Atok sayang Because I didn't want to scare my other kids And some other encounters One really warm night My kids were already in the room getting ready for bed. I told them to wait for me as I really wanted to take a quick cold shower. As I was halfway rinsing off, I heard a distinct man's voice clearing his throat right behind my left ear. (coughs) Okay, that's it. No need to rinse properly. Just grab the towel, wrap and dash off to the room dripping wet. If it's me, I would do the same thing too. And Annie said, all this happened when my hobby was at work. It was definitely hard convincing him, but we managed to get our tenants move out earlier and thank goodness for that. Here at Supernatural Confessions, we would like to remind you whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there. Indeed, thank goodness for Annie To be able to move the house as soon as possible To continue, next one comes from T.C. Lai When I was a kid, my mom would always take me along when she goes out Going out meant going to Southbridge to shop for jade And this is to resale purpose, Or to the goldsmith shop like Poheng To turn the nicer pieces into pendants brooches and bracelets to resale at a higher value. That's how my housewife mother supplemented her allowance to raise the seven of us. Sometimes one of these trips would take us to the other direction, towards Upper Changi. The bus ride there would be thrilling. I would say more like a roller coaster ride. At that time, the area around Kaki, Bukit and Bedok were being cleared. What was left would be a narrow two-lane road leading to and from town. Back then, buses were few, so bus drivers drove like hell to make more round trips. They could care less if you were scared, peed in your pants or got flung out. And one more thing, this vehicle, unlike today, had only one doorway in the middle. With no door, no door, yes, deal with it. It was your own duty to hold on tight if you want to reach your destination. Hold on to your marketing basket too if you didn't want it sliding and flying out of that void but for me i love sitting just beside the doorway to see the ground rush past at speed there was so much land clearing at the time that the dust and sand screeching under us made it seem like as if we were in some rally race our destinations up that far east were usually two a lovely Chinese kampong made out of the light blue houses nestled around a cul-de-sac up on a hill if you had taken a taxi or ba wang che, In my terms here, we call it van-sapu. It would drive up, let the ride alight, turn around and back to town. That kind of cul-de-sac. The same kind of islandness roundabout found outside Sultan Cinema in old Chongpang village. This Chinese kampong along Upper Chang'e Road sat high up. It was cheerful, clean and a joy to be on a bright sunny day. Many a times I felt as if I was in some kind of camelot. Trust me, I've been in some shitty kampongs before where the houses had stone floors that were cold, damp and infested with mildew. The other destination along Upper Chang'e Road was a Chinese temple. Back in those days, temples were wooden affairs painted mostly in fire engine red. Side walls were usually made of tall wooden planks slotted together. If you needed more space, you simply remove these and put them on one side. Come nightfall, you put them back and sleep in a more secure enclosure. This Chinese temple was probably the length of an HDB flat, medium size and with living quarters at the back. Going to that temple in Chang'e was much like army topo in the Ulus and Bawang Plains much later. It's said that I on sandy ground near a tree that always seems to want to run away. Like when we arrived, we would hear feral dogs that would bark to announce approaching visitors and then flop down again in exhaustion from our unforgiving tropical sun. Like the rest of the area nearby, the kampong around this temple was being cleared too. Why my mum and I bear such a life-threatening bus ride to be at this temple was because of this one skinny lady there. She's a well-known medium who would consult especially the deity Tai Ziyue, who is actually the spirit of a well-loved Chinese emperor from the Tang Dynasty. I was bequeathed to him as a godson, so more the reason for me to be there, even if it was to say a cursory hi. As a godson, I always hoped to be rewarded with ang paos, but what I got pocketed away were mostly yellow talisman papers that I should burn, mix with water and drink, and rub a little of what's left on the forehead three times. In any case, a female medium is quite a surprise for me. I had thought they were all male with a round belly and commanding voice, such as those you find around Geylang. Indeed. Her slim frame, smiling eyes and soft, smoky voice were actually very comforting and she'll always welcome me as her favourite child which took away my fear of those fierce-looking deities on her oldest shelf I do not know how my mum got to know this medium from such an ulu place but given her outgoing personality, I would have no surprise at all Your first visit to her would send shivers down your spine She would even know how many children you have had aborted or which kid in your brood wore spectacles and needed special care. Years later, when this Changi temple ground was raised, this skinny, chain-smoking Lady Medium would, like the rest of the residents in the area, be relocated to spanking new Marine Parade housing estate. It thus became rather easier to reach her, or so I thought. But by then, we had moved nearer to JB than your uncle in Lim Chukang. No matter, I would same-same go along with my mother on every visit. This lady medium, as you can imagine, continued her tread in the new flat. A three-roomer, I think. Altar, offering table and her dragon chair draped over with her golden-threaded medium's clock. She would wear this clock whenever she conducted her rituals. I remember one time my mum consulted her on some personal matters and I was sent out of the room. Outside, squatting hunched over was her younger son. We were a little part in age but he was friendly. He spoke Hokkien but we somehow managed. Kids in those days learned a smattering of dialects from the playground. There was something that bothered me that I needed to clear it up. Every time me and my mum visited this medium, we would notice more sleepers outside than actual people inside the flat. Where did the people go? It was then he gestured to an NZ Apple cardboard box nearby. It was full of sleepers of all kinds. They come and consult her and leave. It took me a moment to realise that the owners of the sleepers were from a spirit world the boy then went quiet and continued to doodle on the ground with his tweak lost in his own thoughts. Many questions raced through my mind that day. All the what, why, when, etc. How was life with a medium mom like? Did he inherit her special skills? Did he too have the third eye?
2: If you wanted to share with us your confessions, feedbacks, comments, or you think there is a way that our contents can be improved, visit us at www.supernaturalconfessions.com and send all of it to us there.
0: Okay, so any of our listeners here are actually from the family of mediums. Perhaps you can answer this question for us. You know way to find us. All right. The next one that we have is actually an interview that we conducted some time back with a person at, that wanted to be remain anonymous. And these
3: are few encounters that he had in his life. Yeah. Um. That was once when I was young, in the ni- in nineties lah. The time. So what happened is that my mom actually uh went to attend a funeral and I was like alone in the home because I wasn't allowed to join the funeral for some reason and stuff so what happened is that I actually uh, was playing alone in the living room and then I somehow or other actually fell asleep so what happened next that actually I fell asleep for a short while then after that in my dream itself there's this um, very old granny she's practically wearing those very traditional type of clothing and then she waked me up in my dreams ask me to go back to the room and stay because basically I'm not supposed to stay in the living room because there's a lot of others that will be coming in there for a meeting. Okay.
0: So yep. but do do you know the Granny that you see in
3: your dream? No. Or I don't it's, know.
0: Her. It's not somebody that you know.
3: No, no. It's because the the area itself that actually used to be a I mean the area itself actually used to be a cemetery. Okay. So every now and then there, there are always things that happening around. For example, what kind of weird happenings? It's like the TV will actually, will actually change its channel by itself. There was actually once, like, once. Then um, the toilet inside, the, actually in the kitchen toilet, then there's there's actually blood on the wall, whereby actually no one do it. But the blood, it's, it's actually really blood. It was all in the 90s, like, of course. Like. Then uh, when I was very young that time, there was uh, I was still drinking milk. Like. At that time, I was already like, um, probably like K2. My mom actually uh um, like let me have this habit of like you know, after I drink my thing, just my I should actually pull it back to where it's supposed to be lah. So that night after I had my drink of milk, then after that, my mom actually told me to put it in the kitchen. So actually, I When I was working out from the master bedroom like that. I was like, approaching the kitchen. Then suddenly I heard someone farted. I was actually quite taken a step back at the point of time. La. So what happened again is that I actually heard a man talking. He was like telling the other party saying that. In the kitchen, i was saying that um, See, your father and he actually uh, frightened <coughs> Frightened his kid over here And then I, and I heard another another voice He said, he's laughing away That is actually what actually happened in the unit itself lah.
0: Because this happened in HDB, right? Yep, yep, correct Could, could it be uh, noises from next door? Is that any possibility? No,
3: totally impossible It's totally impossible
0: So what happens after you hear the... Two men talking, or two voices talking in the kitchen.
3: What happened after that? I was way too young. I was too frightened. I ran back to the room. So um, then there was once actually uh, before that actually I actually did mention that um the TV has been changing channel by itself. That that was also at the same time in the nineties when I was still very young at that time. So I was watching um TV. My mom in the living room. And after that, because the living room is the the, the sofa they were sitting at. It's actually um we can see very clearly into the master bedroom. So what happened was that I and my mom actually witnessed something that's going on in the master bedroom itself whereby I actually I was the first to witness and I told my mom. My mom also glanced at it and then my mom saw it also, which is the master bedroom where my mom when my parents are sleeping on the bed. Of course there was there anyone in the room itself lah. So we basically saw two shadows that was on the bed and then it's a an adult and a and a and a child lah, and a kid. Lah. But I couldn't differentiate whether is it a guy or a lady, you know, like they are trying to get up from the bed, but instead of like they are, you know, when when it's like when you're lying down on the bed, when you're trying to get up, we human we always like, you know, we, we tend to raise up in a way, right? But that shadow itself, right? They raise up as if like, you know, the olden days when you watch the the vampire show, that's how they get up. And then it's it's both at the same time where they both of them get up. Yeah. So I I told my mom about it, and my mom actually witnessed it as well. Then I was crying away Like nobody's business So my mom was also Very frightened At one time Yeah, uh, But did you guys Do anything after that? Oh Actually When I was young At that time My mom always You know Go around to the temple And this and that And there was even Once that when I was sleeping at that time the master bedroom when the, the window they are facing outside is actually the main road so there, there isn't any like corridor whatsoever so what happened is that uh, that particular night I was uh, sleeping at that time actually I wasn't sleeping up uh, because I'm a late sleeper since young the uh, is that actually I witnessed the, there's this shadow outside of my window it's like walking around home, passing by and then one after the other in total there are like six of them then I could see that the one in the middle was more like Dragging around, as in as in chaining up, as in dragging around, ah. Dra- dragging to follow. The, I mean, follow the rest of them. Walk, they more like being escorted. And then occasionally you will hear, you know, the, the very olden days, uh Chinese traditional wearing those trumpets and stuff like that, out the window.
0: All these happenings in your house, by the the story you say, like like dreams. Then you hear people talking in the kitchen. You see people uh, passing by your window. Have any occurrence that happened that uh, you guys or any of your family members were actually sick or something happened? No. Okay, so that is a good part, like, at least you only see these things, but these things doesn't harm you. Okay. Is there any other incidences that you
3: wanted to share? So um after which sh- when I was in my fifth 50- uh in in the year of uh, two thousand, so I she shifted over to issue. I mean, for my assist, um, before that I was actually staying in Bishana, so after which I actually shifted over to Ishun. So Ishun was still okay until subsequently, you know, um, my parents actually divorced. Then after that, we shifted over to the other. I mean, um, it's still in Ishun asola, but it's it's around Chompang the area there. <coughs> so the unit itself, what we actually heard from the neighbors, because before you. Get the flight you Of course, you of course have to go. You know, like um, go and see the unit itself, lah. So the unit was being vacant for years, really. And then what happened is that we could actually understand the owner itself. The guy actually committed suicide because his wife passed on, really. And then um, his kids, I mean, his children have already migrated to other countries and have not been back to visit him, lah. I, I'll just say that he was kind of like depressed. That's why he committed suicide in his own unit itself. It was vacant for years And then after which My my siblings You know They took over the flat itself And then we stayed in there Then At that point of time My dad was actually there Also to do uh, Do some renovations So I actually accompanied my dad And then You know the The radio The the kind of Old school kind of radio It was in a late night And then we were doing Some stuff inside the unit That was before moving in So doing some renovation stuff My dad was really doing So I was just Like uh, coming him and then what happened is that the the radio actually you know like the volume will go loud and then go soft and then it will just change his channel by itself after everything that that things happen already right we shifted into the unit itself so what happened is that this um on the chinese summer month then i was because it's a it's actually a three-room flat, so i was sleeping in the living room just you know like draw um pull the curtains and then the window are all locked the fan of course uh, the standing fan was on uh, so what happened again is The fan Is not even strong enough To actually Flick my blanket And stuff like that My blanket was doing flick once So after that I tried I thought that it was The fan or something So I actually Had my uh, blanket cover properly And you know then after that so just, just a Just a like Minutes later And then it happened again Then I just You know Make my blanket Poppy again And then the third time It happened again then after which I realised that It's not It's, it's not right really la. It's really not right It's really not right then after which, what happened is that I was also quite scared at point of time. Lah. Then I started scolding and I said, "While I'm sleeping, don't disturb me. Okay, just leave me alone. Just do whatever you want. And then what happened next, right? It's like this computer chair, which is my living room. The chair, no one sitting. And then there's this metal, hitting metal sound that it happened. Then at the point of time, I was like freaked out. Lah. So I covered my head with my blanket and I just sleep. And then subsequently after which, nothing happened anymore. Mm, then the current existing house that I'm staying at was previously owned by the, what I call it, the Indonesian Chinese. Then what I understand is that um, the daughter actually had passed on due to some illness. The parents um, basically did some, I mean, after the funeral, they did some picture for her and then so-called, you know, something like ancestor table. Instead of ancestor table, right? they actually put her inside kind of like a door or something like that, you know, to pay respect to her instead. After which um, The parents actually Need to uh, head back To their country And then they sold off This unit quite cheap la. We didn't know about it Until subsequently When we moved in It wasn't long enough la. We moved in that time Then things started happening But it was quite okay Because she is Really living an her own world She doesn't disturb us In any way or another So what happened is that Once in a while We will see shadows You know Walking in and out of the room And then from room to room You know Stuff like that on 2015, that particular night when I'm actually, um, I came back home after work which was quite late already. La. Then after that, I saw a shadow that was standing out of one of the room. That was looking out at the main door, la, the, the, the main door. I thought, initially I thought I see wrongly. So I just ignored it la. because initially I thought I really see wrongly. Few times later, I really did see her. As in, I really did see her in a sense that I really did see her face. How she looked like and everything, and the part of time I was like, how quite daring, because I said, hey, how come there's this so pretty girl? I see, I see, like it's in my house lah. Initially I thought it's my mom, probably she invited her friends over, so her friends spend the night here and stuff like that. Then I did came in, but at at the point of time it was my mother only sleeping in that room itself. So when I asked my mom, I said, hey mom, who's that um, who's that lady? My mom was like shocked. What well, do you mean by like, who's that lady? I said, I did saw this lady, you know, like peeping out from the room. Uh, then her hair was quite long and she's quite pretty looking. My mom, practically after hearing it really like, she was freaked out really and then she couldn't sleep the whole night. And then subsequently <clears throat> she had been observing that things going wrong at home, lah, you know, as in shadow this and that. Then my mom she couldn't take care it anymore, so she went to this temple at Jurong and then she seek help from there. So the the members from the temple right they actually came over to my place and then they did some ritual and stuff like that. And subsequently after that point of time She's no longer here anymore
0: You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcast If you have your own confession Do share it with us through our website Supernaturalconfessions.com Remember You are not alone That is only the first part of the interview, whereby on the second part, I will upload it after I've edited it on the next episode. First part is about the houses where our confessor stayed in, whereby the second part is what happened outside after he started studying and also working. So stay tuned in the next episode for the part two of the confession. And now, I shall continue with other confessions. And this one is from our regular Kera Wong, And this one's title, The Voice. Haven't had time to properly write recently, but wanted to recount something that happened on one Friday evening while it's still fresh in my head. My family of four were getting ready to go for dinner at around 6-ish And my husband and I were going around the house making sure we had all the electricity off and balcony doors closed My girls, 3 and 6 years old, slipped out of the front to wait for us and were playing at the corridor and left landing They have done this countless times and we always find it fairly safe since we lived in a condominium and there were only three other units on each floor. My neighbours are a friendly bunch though we typically keep our doors closed and kept to ourselves for the most part. On This evening, my eldest daughter suddenly ran back into the house and she goes, Mama, I heard someone whispering my name from that house. Not thinking much of it, I went, is it Uncle David? Maybe he wants to say hello to you? She then responded with No mama, it's the house opposite Uncle David's house It's a woman voice She whispered my Chinese name through the door At this point she had fully succeeded in capturing my attention Because for one thing, I know the house she referred to was vacant Since the young couple in that unit had taken advantage of the VTL and gone for a trip Secondly, we have never shared our children's Chinese name with any of our neighbours And they all know her only as R Lastly, the front doors of our complex were solid wood In the past, when we have people over and blasted music Or had the TV on louder than usual You could barely hear anything outside once the doors were closed Effectively soundproofing the house And there would have been no way to hear a whisper from within I asked my daughter So, what did the woman say to you? To which she replied She just keep calling my Chinese name again and again and asked me to come inside, Mama I know it's a stranger's voice So I faster run home with Mei Mei So, what do you guys think? The act of an active imagination or did something try to lure my little girl away Kara wrote here P.S. Wish I could reenact the way my daughter described how the lady called to her to you guys It would probably chill your bone as much as it did mine Here at Supernatural Confessions We would like to remind you Whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there
4: The second incident happened at a hotel near OUE Shanton. Uh, this happened around the Christmas of twenty twenty. My family and I decided to take an extend uh, short a short staycation, and we checked in a hotel. Yeah, it was really really great. The room view fantastic. There was a fridge, there was a stove top. We can there's even an oven. And wow, that was great lah. So back to the story, and my my whole family decided oh we should go and shopping eat makan makan a bit and at around eight pm yeah I went back to the room cause I was tired and I wanted to play some online games with my friends so I got into the shower I I hopped in for a hot shower lah so uh as at, when I was showering I felt my a small part of my lower back Start to feel like it's being pulled It's like the spine feels like it's being pulled And I'll I, I immediately know that something was wrong Cause I have a telltale sign where I can sense spirits I can sense spirits uh, Because A lower A certain very small lower part of my back Will start to feel like it's being pulled Just like a bungee cord So I was like Oh Oh no Something bad's gonna happen And uh as soon as I step out of the shower, I looked at the mirror and normally a mirror when you take a hot shower, condens- yeah condensation of hormonate, it will frost the whole mirror over. But strangely enough, right, there was there was a certain part of the mirror that wasn't frosted over. It was in the shape of a woman. Probably like an average average built woman and I immediately know that it was angry I could sense the anger and all Cause it's like Why are you intruding my space uh, I was like oh no uh, I'm sorry about that I tried to be polite I was like I'm sorry about that uh, We are going to intrude your space For about an, an, a night that's all And we are going to check out The next uh, the next afternoon I hope you are okay with that And even though I can sense That she was She was in a hot phase. It's like they come like that uh, she was. I mean, she she could. Have, she just agreed to it lah. So yeah, and my mom came back like I think two three hours later, and I didn't I didn't dare to say anything to her cause I know that she'll be freaked out la. So I just we after that we just slept lah, and that night I didn't get a good night's sleep. I wake up at weird intervals around two three a.m. Then I suddenly wake up around five a.m. Then I will go back to sleep again. Uh, I'm not sure why. I think probably the spirit messing with me lah. Then uh, I just checked out lah, and wow, I I actually got a photographic evidence. I've totally forgot about it. I took a photo of that mirror. So if you want, you can you can see it lah.
0: Alright, from there, there's a few things that I wanted to say. First, thank you very much for the confessor for sending in your voice note. Again, for those listening to this podcast, if you have your own stories to share, just send it to us. You can send it like this through a voice note. All you need to do is just go to our website and check out our WhatsApp number and drop your voice note there to get featured on this podcast series. Second, like mentioned by our confessor, he has a photo of the thing that he mentioned. If you wanted to check out the photo itself, go to our Facebook group, SE Private Group. It must be the hunt too. I shall post it there. If you cannot find it, look for the caption, E Short Confession. Here at Supernatural Confessions, we would like to remind you, whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there. Next confession that we have comes from a confessor named Suiko Natsumi, and the story goes like this. first time telling this story to public but I think it'll be interesting to get some answers from the public or probably someone who knows what it is It happened in my own house I was still studying Primary 4 and both my parents are working almost every day so no one was home I have total of 3 siblings so 2 of my siblings will be at home with my younger sister till I am home and they will make their way to the afternoon class So usually, I would be the one taking care of my younger sister till my parents come home She was only 3 years old at that point of time So my parents' master bedroom toilet door was modified by my late grandfather as it was spoiled The modification is that once the door is closed, it's auto lock up But you can open the door via a button at the bottom of the door outside my younger sister already learned how to go to do her business in toilet, so she will go to the toilet herself when she needs to. But sometimes she forgot that the door is auto lock once fully closed, and she won't be able to unlock the door inside by herself. This happened a few times when I babysit her while I'm at home. So when she accidentally locked herself in, she was shout for me, JJ, JJ! and bang on the toilet door. Yet. And I would unlock from the outside and let her out. Okay, it's not mentioned here whether Suiko it's a lady or not, but I assume that it's a lady name. So I just put that part of the younger sister shouting in yeah, to continue. It happened quite a few times, so I kind of get used to it. But there was once I didn't know that my mom actually brought my younger sister out. I got home from school as usual, thinking that my sister was still asleep as I ended my school earlier. When I entered the house, the toilet door started banging and I could hear my sister's voice calling for me to open the door. (coughs) 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 But when I went to unlock the door, no one was inside and the shouting stopped. It happened twice in the different days and I didn't dare to tell my parents about it until recently. In both incidents, I ran to the living room and maxed out my TV volume trying to calm myself down. Needless to say, I was freaked out. So fellow listeners, what do you think is the one that is banging my toilet room door and shouting, sounding like my younger sister?
2: If you wanted to share with us your confessions, feedbacks, comments or you think there is a way that our contents can be improved, visit us at www.supernaturalconfessions.com and send all of it to us there.
0: Actually, for me, I kind of respect Suiko for still be able to sit in the living room watching her TV after hearing that coming out from her bathroom. What if halfway sitting at the living room, suddenly a voice from inside the toilet say, Jijie, why no open door for me? You already know what I am? <laughs> Okay, to continue with our story. This one it's from Zaidi. I want to share a story that happened to me and my sister when we were 13 and 14 years old, respectively. This happened at Chua Chu Kang Avenue 4, but I shall not review the blog. We were walking and encountered a nene which is an old woman who was trying to find some lost item in the grass she approached and asked if we can help her to find her house key we thought it was nothing wrong to help an old woman so we helped her as we were finding the key for a few minutes she told us to stop thinking perhaps she already found her keys so we stopped and then she invited us to go up her house We declined as it was approaching Maghrib, but she managed to convince us to stay for a short while. When we entered the house, there was a vibe that me and my sister felt was off. She mentioned she had a black cat, but the cat hides in the presence of people. She gave us a tour and inside her bedroom, we saw a thin rope attached from the ceiling. It felt really odd, but I kept quiet and I saw my sister had the same reaction. We told the nene that we wanted to leave, but the nene urged us to stay. Being young kids, we were awkward and we stayed until 8pm. We just sat in her living room while she was in the kitchen and in her room. It was very weird though, and we felt so uncomfortable. And eventually, I told my sister we gotta leave, and the nene eventually let us out. But she told us to visit her again. Few months later, it was during Raya, and me and my sister were with a bunch of friends going around for Raya visiting. We told our friends about the weird experience with the nene, and we all agreed to visit her house. I went up to the house and knocked on the door twice. Nene, but there was no reply. My sister knocked another time, and the door opened slightly. <tongue> And we saw the nenek's head pop out. I remember seeing a red light in the background of the house. I greeted the nenek with salutations and told her we want to visit her for Raya. She shouted at us with a harsh tone. Aku tak kenal korang balik! Translated, I don't remember you. Go home! Her face looked anxious and fierce, very different from how I remember she was like. My sister and I were very taken aback. We asked if she remembered us coming to her house and help her to find her house key. She repeated her words again as if she was in a hurry and slammed the door in our face. One of our friends asked whether we got the right address and we were certain we did. It was the same house and the same nene. Till this day, that experience still gives me the creeps. We never knew what happened to the Nene, but we heard stories from around that block of a house had a lot of paranormal incidents. In front of a block, there was a big drain where there was a previous case of suicide. We never saw her again, and I wonder if she still lives in that house. You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcasts. If you have your own confession, do share it with us through our website, SupernaturalConfessions.com. Remember, you are not alone.
5: I was an intern with SDC a few years back, and it involved planning events such as Grill Grillfest, and Sandstation within Sentosa. Let me share with you my paranormal experiences during my employment, as well as stories from colleagues who have worked there for many years. I specifically remember that the first time something paranormal occurred to me was during Grillfest. For this event, we invited food vendors to participate, and the stretch of road along Saloso Beach was turned into a food street. It was about 8.30pm to 9pm, and the crowds were starting to thin. While I was walking around going about my job, I kept hearing my name being whispered behind me. I ignored it because I thought that I must have misheard until suddenly I heard my full name being called. Immediately, I turned around and said, What? thinking that it might be my supervisor. However, when I turned around, I realised I was all alone. After the event, I didn't feel well but not to the extent that I felt ill, so I assumed that I was merely tired after a long day at work. I went home, took a shower and went to bed as I normally would. The next day, while I was having dinner with my family, they started talking about some strange occurrences that happened to them the night before. My brother dreamt that a ghost tried to execute my entire family. My dad dreamt that someone had tried to break into the house. My mom said that she woke up halfway during the night because my cats kept meowing nonstop. She was afraid that my neighbours might complain about the noise, so she got up to check on my cats and quietened them down. However. She soon realized that both cats were meowing at the storeroom. My mom knew something wasn't right, so she ignored it and went back to bed to just try and sleep it off. She later heard my cats come to her room and started meowing as well, and the next moment, she felt something press down against her pillow next to her face. She assumed it was my cats, who had probably jumped up onto the bed, And so she stretched her hand out to pet my cat, but there wasn't anything there. Oftentimes, when I had to OT in the office until about 9+, plus, I would book a grab cab to go home and for some reason, the taxi driver would repeatedly ask me if the ride was confirmed. One of those nights, I decided to ask the driver why he needed me to confirm the ride multiple times, despite me already giving confirmation. The taxi driver told me it was common for them to accept a ride, but when they had arrived at the location, there would be nobody around. I also heard from my colleagues about a horror event that was once held at Fort Celoso and how they had apparently reported additional headcount during their manpower count. The part-timers, too, saw figures on the trees, but simply mistook them as props.
0: Thank you very much Lija, for that voice over and also to our confessor who sent in that stories through our Facebook group. Being in the event industry myself, I feel that story in every inch of my bone. Working late night is already one thing, but having to go through these creepy incidents, it's another different level. <laughs> We have come to the end of this episode of Supernatural Confessions. If you have enjoyed this episode, please rate us with a 5-star review on whichever platform you are streaming this podcast on. Go on and tell your friends and family about us. You can find more of our content on YouTube, Facebook and our website. Search for keyword Supernatural Confessions. If you or someone you know have a confession to make, visit supernaturalconfessions.com. You can send it in text, voice memo, or even video format. Let us know if you want your identity to be kept secret. Supernatural Confessions is created by Eugene T. Until the next episode, my name is Kim, your host for this podcast series signing off with Whatever Whatever you don't see see. doesn't doesn't mean it is it is not there.